Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Things Episcopal, where we talk about everything and anything related to the Episcopal Church. This podcast was designed with young people in mind, so ages specifically 18 to 39. And it's a place to learn more about the Christian faith, um, specifically through the Episcopal lens. With this podcast in particular, we're going to offer a variety of ways to learn about the Episcopal Church. Some of these learning opportunities will come through conversations and interviews, sermons, and the reading of the daily office. We'll talk a little bit about that. We also want you to know that while we love our clergy, we also cherish the ministry of the laity. The laity, as our Book of Common Prayer says, is to represent Christ and His Church, to bear witness to Him wherever they are, and according to the gifts given to them, to carry on Christ's work of reconciliation in the world, and to take their place in the life, worship, and governance of the Church which is why we have laity represented in the planning and production of this podcast, along with clergy. We also deeply care about this podcast being a representation of the whole body of Christ, which means you're going to hear from a diverse group of voices. So in traditional Episcopal greeting fashion, the Lord be with you. And also with you. And also with you. Good afternoon, Danny. Can you tell us your full name and your preferred pronouns? So my full name is Daniela Lisa Valencia Montoya. To slow it down, <laughs> Daniela Lisa Valencia Montoya. Uh, preferred name is actually Danny. I feel like it rolls right off the tongue. Uh, preferred pronouns are she, her, or whatever you feel like at the moment. <laughs> uh, pretty fluid about that. Tell us a little bit about your journey with uh, the Christian faith and how you have found yourself curious um, and a member of the Episcopal Church. So I was uh, born and raised in Mexico. Um, and so therefore I was part of the Catholic Church for my first, uh, I'd say, eight years of my life. Uh, my mom is very open to questions. And so she looked at different religions. I think we went uh, over to, um, I think it was uh, more Methodist, you know, uh, and then uh, more of a, uh, I think we even looked at the, I can't remember the other ones, honestly, but, you know, we looked at the five different denominations um, and uh, then we moved to the United States and we were introduced to uh Baptist, uh, you know, Christians. Um, and uh, my mom kind of lost uh, her faith in, in in that, but then I was still very curious about it. Um, and so I, I stayed with the Baptist church for about probably three years. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, they, they were not accepting once I came out. Um, and so I kind of stopped going to church until I was, uh, until two years ago, actually. Uh, when I met uh, this amazing girl named Clark, who is now my fiance, uh, and she said, "No, you have to come to church." And you know, I was terrified. And and then it was also COVID time, so we had to do Zoom church. So it made it so much easier <laughs> to go to church. 
uh, without feeling like I was going to panic. Um, and so we started going to Zoom church for like a month every every single Sunday. And she was also um, uh, she was teaching some uh, lessons about church uh, in at KU. Uh, so about the Episcopal Church in particular. So she was also giving me lessons throughout the week. Um, little Episcopalian uh, over here trying to teach everybody about the Episcopal Church. Um, anyways, yeah. So then uh, after that, we were able to go in person to Palm Sunday. And it was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. The most inclusive uh, community I had ever been a part of. And uh, I been going to church ever since you know um and then thankfully we were blessed to to be able to come here to the cathedral about a year ago um and got to meet some amazing people claire uh you know and and uh everybody part of the cathedral absolutely amazing people that are willing to to answer any questions that i have which i have many uh and and yeah i it's definitely uh it's like uh, going to class every sunday so, so that's a bit of, about my church life. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So you mentioned that you've been um, attending the Episcopal Church for about two years. And if memory serves me correctly, you were confirmed in the Episcopal Church at the Easter Vigil. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. Yes. So my question for you um, to follow that up is, since you've been confirmed, what other questions do you have about um, Christianity and about the Episcopal Church in particular? I think uh, one of my biggest questions, right, uh, while I was taking Episcopal 101 uh, was uh, infant baptism. You know, um, how how each uh, denomination goes about it um, and, and why. Uh, what's the theological, you know, uh, since behind it um and uh, that's what does one that's been one of my biggest questions uh claire is amazing uh, about talking to me about it um and then uh what's the other question um about christianity christianity well um uh, you know do i guess there's many obviously uh biggest one is uh Today we talked about, you know, Christ and, and being uh, uh, like you, you go through him to get to, you know, the kingdom of God. Is that how it was put? Uh, so we were referring to John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's not a huge question about, you know, our brothers and sisters that are in different denominations, you know. Um, how how are they able to 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 do that uh with believing that maybe Jesus was just a great guy you know and i think that's something that that i question a lot or or, or like to to know more about um because i feel like christ is love and you know the way that you treat others um and i'm just uh wondering what other people's interpretations is about that yeah that's great um i'm also curious about what are your hopes for the church? You you mentioned that you're a member of the LGBTQIA community and that um, you have a fiance. Yay! We love love. <laughs> yes, um, yes. And that you're getting married soon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so what, what kind of hope do you have for the church based on your experience as a member of the LGBTQIA community? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, the biggest hope that I have is um, the fact that, first of all, we're, we're so open, you know, about uh, making sure that we're inclusive. I know sometimes that's harder to, to do uh, than to just say, um, but I think that with the youth that we have coming in and, and making us more aware. I'm, I'm a 26-year-old that, that gets taught so much more from the younger generation as well, you know, like, uh, they're they're teaching us a lot about extra inclusive inclusivity that we didn't we haven't thought of you know and I think that's my biggest hope that that we we continue to evolve for the better um, and that we're open to hear you know and to to actually make movements not just talk about it but to actually uh, make plans to go out there like for example uh, it might seem small for for us to go walk on the parade you know the the pride parade but to me as an individual seeing a church that's actually like hey you are loved not despite but because you are your own individual and 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 honing into that is is what makes you what what god loves about you you know and i think that is so huge and having those steps being able to take forward uh, are just amazing Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and your questions of curiosity and wonder with us. Um, We appreciate you sharing that and um, we'll be in touch and continue to share the good news with all of the people around you. Thank you, Claire. You're always amazing. (laughs) Go in peace. Amen. In 1 Corinthians 13, we hear, Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. My favorite part of the Episcopal Church is how much this community works to make this text come to life. There's always something in the works on how to spread the love and how to be inviting and genuinely inclusive. I've only been a part of the Episcopal Church a bit under two years, I'd say, and at first hand witnessed the emphasis of letting love guide your decisions and actions and how important honoring others is to this church. Before I stumbled into this lovely church, I had been told many times that I wasn't worthy of God's love if I didn't change and put in the work to be like the rest of her children. I had to be straight to fully be loved and welcomed by God. Now, for the longest time, I believed this to an extent. My heart always felt wrong believing this. I used to tell my ex-wife, Cyrus, that I knew our marriage was wrong because that's what everyone in our church guided us to believe. But it didn't make sense in my heart. Cyrus would gently and politely always guide me back to their favorite text and passage and emphasize, love never fails. Many years later, I prayed so much for God to guide me to a church where I would 
be challenged, loved, encouraged to be the best version of myself to the point that I was terrified he would reply with the same answer the other churches had for me, which was that I was not worthy. But even after all of that trauma, I still had hope. I often thought about the church and how Jesus had been told he wasn't worthy to be the son of God and how many times he was belittled and tortured. But yet at the end, he rose and was made whole again. Surely that meant I could keep fighting and in hope that I would find a home at the end. I like to say that in those moments, I needed the church the most. And he didn't wait for me to go to a building. And instead, in November of 2020, he brought the church to me in the form of my amazing fiancé, Clark, who fought with me very patiently to teach me how to say Episcopalian properly. And most importantly, help me understand how much I am loved and honored and how much hope can help you see the light in a very dark place. When I think about hope, I immediately get an overwhelming feeling of loss, patience, and at the end, triumph. We often see hope as something fulfilling, something beautiful, and almost untouchable. But in reality, at least to me, Hope has to originate from something painful, something at times unbearable. As I sit here trying to articulate what hope means to me in this season of Easter, my pitbull terrier, Kelson, has climbed into my bed, fallen asleep, and is snoring very loudly in the background. Some people might find that distracting or annoying, but to me it is hope screaming out to me, I am alive in this room. You see, Kelson arrived into my life as a four-year-old puppy, terrified of people because of the abuse he had endured in his past. He had been at the shelter for eight long months and had a very hard time trusting dogs and people. So getting him adopted was a big deal at the shelter, since he had been moved a couple of times until he landed in the special needs shelter. Though they are a no-kill shelter, they were very concerned for the level of anxiety he had developed and kept on developing the longer he stayed there and for what it might continue to do to his adopting eligibility. At the time, he wasn't getting along with male dogs with long hair, and since our other dog, Sammy, was a German Shepherd male, the shelter was very concerned we would not be able to adopt him. But since this had been his first adoption inquiry in months, they allowed us to let the boys meet up with three dog trainers in the yard and just see how it would go from there. <clears throat> I still remember so vividly how nervous and scared Cyrus and I were in the moment when they were allowed to slowly approach each other. My dog Sammy could honestly play with anything or anyone even if they were in the middle of breaking into the house he's the kind of dog that would start walking away if he feels like the dog he's sniffing is probably going to break into a fight so at this moment i was just very worried about kelson 
Kelson approached Sam, and after the proper amount of slow and very polite sniffs, the trainers dropped the leashes, and the dog started playing like any normal dog. While we were busy looking at the dogs, in excitement, at least five other employees had emerged from the shelter inside of the building and had come out to see if Kelson had finally found his forever home. We had never expected so many people to be so emotional about this beautiful creature finding his future home. I think often about that moment and the hope that got him this far. It's taken four years for him to finally be comfortable and feel safe enough to sleep and do whatever he wants. I mean, no one tells Sammy, but Kelson could do anything. And I would simply say, good boy, and be happy I get to love him today and every day. Hope is finding all of the obstacles in your life and pushing through them and letting yourself think about what's waiting for you on the other end. Allowing yourself to be honored and loved and protected like Kelson and I were at one point. Hope is believing, but as far as the church is, it is also taking action like the shelter did for Kelson. Even though he couldn't speak for himself, they didn't give up on him in creating a community that he could rely on. Or like Gentiles going out of their way to help Jesus when it might have been easier just to stand by. I think hope is a community that you can rely on. Someone you can hope with and love with and be honored with. Amen. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about all things Episcopal, visit campusministry.dioestmo.org backslash all things Episcopal. All Things Episcopal podcast is a production of the Diocese of West Missouri in association with Resonant Media. The Lord be with you all.